Welcome to the Pencil Skirt Society. It's Amy Bolding and Amanda Dalrymple. And each week, we're going to talk to women just like you and me who are building their businesses, improving their relationships, and working on themselves each and every day. That's right, and we're so happy you're here with us. Let's go ahead and get started. Amy. Hey, Amanda. What's going on? (laughs) We're back. We're back. It's bonus week. It's a two-for-one special. The two-fers are the best days. (laughs) I know. I know. Thank you, Texas, for giving us such a special week. I guess we can thank Texas for that weird snowstorm. (laughs) (sighs) My gosh. Yes. Welcome to all you new listeners. If you did not hear... Um, this week we get two episodes posted because last week I had no power, I had no electricity, uh, no cell service. So um, I hope that you tuned in for the last one because what an amazing episode. And we have a great one coming up this week too. But just to reintroduce ourselves, I'm Amy Bolding. I'm in Texas. Um, I live on a little farm. I have three daughters and I'm the founder of the podcast. Oh my gosh, and what an amazing podcast it is. I am Amanda okay. Geisen. I I am currently in Missouri, and it is actually, let me look, it is like 60 degrees out today, and we're loving life. Um, and I have two little boys. I have a three-year-old and a, a little guy who's turning one in just like a week. Crazy. Cutest kids ever, for sure. Cutest little boys that I know, oh. that's for sure. We always joke that our kids are going to date each other one day, near or far, like we're going to somehow make this work. (laughs) Yeah, you know, uh, arranged marriages used to be a thing, and, you know, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not against it. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, last week it was like five degrees, and it's 82 here in Texas right now. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? No, I can't. What was the meme you mentioned last time, something about Texas trying to kill you? Yeah, so, yeah, Texas is trying to act like it it didn't try to kill us last week with their, <laughs> or freeze us out or something like that. I wish, I wish I would have posted it. But you know what's fun? What? Chasing a 200-pound pig out in 80-degree weather in Texas. You ever done it? <laughs> I can't it. say that I have. <laughs> I can, like, so, picture it in my head, though. You got to see the whole thing. It's on, well, yeah, it was on my Instagram. It's not anymore. If you guys want to hear about it, you just let me know. So you know about my pig bacon, right? Oh, my gosh. Cutest pig ever. So cute. I adore him. Literally. I mean, the reason that we got the pig and named him Bacon is because one day he's going to be Bacon. And he is really, really cute. And Amanda is one of those people that has asked me, like, How are you ever going to eat him? He's so cute. But I'm going to tell you what, yesterday we almost had petite pork chops. He's not even big (laughs) enough yet. But I was about, so, okay, so for those of y'all that don't know, this is my first time raising pigs. I've never raised pigs. And they have this ginormous area to be in. Their their pen is huge. Um, We spoil them rotten. He gets fed multiple times a day, sometimes three times a day. Um, which isn't, it's not normal. Usually, you know, they get something in the morning, something at night. We take them snacks, you know, if we have scraps or anything. He's got all the water he can play in, <laughs> but he keeps getting out. And the problem is, is that he, he goes and finds water lines underneath the ground. I don't know how he finds them. Oh, and he digs my them up. God. Yes. <gasps> 
Like yesterday, what when a I naughty him, guy. He's awful. And when I caught him yesterday, he was digging a hole in the ground. Oh my god! Did you just get, like, get home from the grocery store or something, and you just saw him out? I had just gotten home from the grocery store, and I literally pulled up, like, because we have kind of a bend that you have to go around, and I was like, you are kidding me. And at the time, I had, I had worn flip-flops because it was hot outside, and I just wanted to get him to the pen because, okay, my husband is gone right now, and every time he breaks a line, it seems like he it's when my husband's gone. And I am no plumber. Yeah, and I'll have to go out there and fix them. So I was just in a hurry to get him back in the pen before he busted in another line. So I went out there and flip-flops, and I literally had to chase him into a corner into the barn, and then I had to get a rope and lasso him to get it around him. And then he just laid flat. Like, have you ever tried to put a leash on a cat? That's what he did. (laughs) I wish I could have got video of it. I wish I could have got video. I'm like, bacon, come on. And luckily, you know, he's pretty tame. So, like, I just got behind him, and I kind of had to, like, pull up his front legs and basically, like, carry him because he would not walk. It was I just, this story is, like, my favorite of all time because I can just picture you trying to, like, chase this pig around your yard. You finally get him. You have to, like, physically pick him. Literally, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's cactus in your yard. Like I got cactus all in my foot. I walked right into it because I can't see. I've got this 200 pound pig underneath me, and you know who got a show because we have a kind of a triangular lot. So we have two roads on each side of our land. So you know who got a show was the neighbors. Everybody in town. I would have paid money to be your neighbor. And it was trash day, so there were all kinds of people, you know, going up and down the road, running errands. It was a mess. Um, But I do love my animals. This is what we dreamed about. I just didn't know it was going to be like this. I didn't know. I feel like I can picture you just, like, at night, like, meditating, being like, this is what I want. (laughs) This is what I want. This is okay. (laughs) Literally, we meditated this into our lives. This was our dream. But, yeah, I, I didn't know... There's so much that comes along with it that you don't even think about. You know what I mean? Like, you don't think about having to protect the animals all of a sudden when it's five degrees in Texas. And you don't, you just don't think about, like, the details that go into it. And I didn't even know that we were going to have pigs at first. It was kind of a surprise. But, you know, it's adventures. It's adventures in farming. So, like, power to you because... Like, I swear to God, everything always happens when your husband is out of town. Like, something mm-hmm. <laughs> undoubtedly will go wrong when your hun- husband is out of town. And, like, props to you for going out there and, you know, lassoing a 200-pound pig and fixing water lines and stepping in cats. Like, that is superwoman stuff right there. That props to you. Thank you. Yeah, that in a snowstorm. <laughs> he literally left on, like, Monday, the Monday before everything happened. And it was warmer where he is than it was here. I'm like, what? <laughs> so That's crazy. It's a wild ride. But, you know, I got a lot of reading done, and I think I talked a little bit earlier this week about what I was reading. But yeah. I had this other other artist that was on my shelf. Her name is, I hope I'm saying it right, Kara Alwell. Kara Alwell. I might be saying it wrong. 
But um, I've always loved her stuff on social media. I post uh, memes that she does all the time. She's amazing. And she I've listened to her podcast for years, but I had never read any of her books. Uh, her podcast is called Style Your Mind. And literally over the last two or three years, when I was listening to something motivational, I would turn on her podcast. Um, so if y'all need something to like lift you up and motivate you and inspire you, she has really good guests on there. Um, you know, so for female entrepreneurs, I would definitely look up her stuff. Um, at least her Instagram page, the champagne diet, because I love her. She's amazing. Oh my gosh. That's her handle. The champagne diet. That's amazing. Yeah. She started a blog and that was what she called her blog. Isn't that funny? Oh my God. I I feel like she's my spirit animal already. I need to go follow her. That's what I feel all the time. And I love her story. Like she talks about how she, she started writing and she wasn't sure yet what the name of her blog was going to be. You know, we all start from nowhere. We all start from somewhere. And she wanted something that was kind of light and, you know, low in calories. And so she grabbed a, a glass of champagne and it just kind of hit her. And the name for my podcast hit me kind of like that too. I don't know if I've ever told you about that. Did I ever tell no, you? I, no, I Okay. No, okay. Tell so me. I, okay. So I could totally relate to her in this moment because I just started it. Like I had already had guests lined up and I didn't even know what I was going to name the podcast yet. And what happened is at the time I was working a full-time job and uh, both of my youngest babies were in um, a preschool and my little one, my middle daughter, Harley, hadn't learned how to tie her shoes yet. And that day I had worn uh, a pencil skirt and a cute top. And I bent down to tie her shoe. And then it just hit me, uh, the pencil skirt, Society, because the pencil skirt is something that I just feel like embodies a strong and powerful woman. And it's flexible. You know, you can wear it with tennis shoes. You you can bend down and tie your daughter's shoes and then you can get up and just go straight to work. And it just hit me like I knew I was like, okay, pencil skirt, pencil skirt. And then it just rolled off my tongue, pencil skirt society. It just came to me. I just, it hit me. And so I could relate to her and how the name just came to her and how she just started rolling with it. She didn't even know what she was going to call it yet. So I love that. And I, I mean, it's so true. Like, Tell me one person, one woman who has not worn a pencil skirt, who has felt who has felt like the boss in the room. I feel like even when I worked my corporate job, when I would walk into work with a pencil skirt on, I'm like, yes, I am going to get stuff done today. Like, I feel so empowered. Oh, my gosh, yes. Anytime that I have, like, a big meeting, I had to go up to the principal's office a couple of times at my oldest daughter's school and, like, kind of lay into them a little bit. You know what I wore. I wore. Oh, yeah. I feel confident. I feel strong in it. So, exactly. Pencil skirt days are the days where I need to feel like a boss. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Well, cool. Hey, yeah. What else What else have you been into lately? Well, I've just been doing a lot of that. The color personalities is, is, is going to be huge for anybody that looks that up. I think that it really helped me. You know, we talk about Arbonne a little bit. It's helped me with my reach outs. I think that um, I have been able to reach out to people and kind of relate to them a little bit better. Um, I'm definitely speaking their language. And then mm-hmm. um, I'm so excited about the mascara that I ordered. I am dying for it to come in because I've heard so many good things. I haven't gone for the fake lashes yet. I'm I want some, but I'm too scared. So I just I'm looking for that perfect mascara. You know what I mean? So I'm dying to try it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, did you order the Arbonne one? The, yeah. Is that the yeah. one? Yeah. 
Yeah, it is so good. Yeah, it is so good. It's like, um, it's very buildable, too. That's what I love about it. You can put one on, and if you want it to look a little longer, a little fuller, you let it dry, put another layer on, and you can literally just keep going until you get the effect that you want. I think that is awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And off topic, I know you and me were talking, and you were just feeling, like, so inspired by everybody that you know. Can you please share that with everybody? Because you just really... I just loved it. Oh, my gosh. So, well, it kind of got me thinking about it when you were actually talking about the color personalities because I started thinking about, like, my friends group and, um, you know, what their colors are. And I was talking to my husband about it before I went to bed the other night. And you know how I said that I was a blue and that he was a green? He was like, oh, yeah, I've taken this before. I'm totally a green. And I'm like, I knew it. I knew it from when Amy started talking about it that that's what you were. Um but listen, I have been so inspired by my friends group lately, you guys. Um, I have this group of friends that I talk to every single day. We also happen to do Arbonne together, but, um, you know, nonetheless, we do talk every day. And every time I've been talking to them, this week, last week, just like all, forever, but even just these last couple weeks, um, and Amy's a big part of this too, I just feel, and I'm sure Amy will echo this, but I just feel so much better about life in general. Like we all have those moments where you feel down or you just feel like life has kicked you that day. And talking to this group of my friends, like it just, it has, I've been so grateful for it. And we have this amazing trip coming up. We're going to Scottsdale and we have all been so excited for it this week. And, um, you know, we've started booking plane tickets and hotels and, just the excitement that's in the air right now um, that we all get to kind of come together and see each other in person. It just, there's just this positivity in the air. And, um, you know, with COVID in 2020, we didn't really get to see each other that much. And so I'm just really excited about it. And, um, you know, the only other thing I want to say about it is we're just in this group, you guys, that we constantly lift each other up. There's, there's no, like, negative, destructive talk, if you know what I mean. Um, we just really support each other, and we want everybody to succeed. And, I like, we've all been in those friend groups before where it's all about, like, gossiping and talking about what's wrong with the world or just, like, negative Nancy stuff. And I'm just so over that at this point in my life. And so I'm just – this week I'm just so stinking grateful for the friends that I have right now and – just the good stuff that we have going on, um, you know, in my life and my friend's life, Amy, um, you, we just all have such good stuff going on. And I'm just, that's my only spiel for today. Ames. It's, I just, I'm so grateful. No, I love that. And I absolutely agree with you. I am not, I don't want to talk to anybody if, if all they're going to do is complain and be negative anymore. Yes. I have no time for yes. that because then you exactly. get on that track too. It's not like a judgmental thing. It's just that I have to protect my own energy. Like I used to be really bad about complaining. And when you start to take a mental inventory of how much you're actually doing it, it's insane. I was going to say, and I know that we've talked about, you know, like Amy's kind of getting me into this whole manifesting thing, guys, and it's amazing. But we always talk about how, you know, when you go to sleep or when you're getting ready for bed and the last thing that you think about, your brain kind of connects those dots as you sleep. Um, and so I have really, really made an effort the last couple of months to just go to bed thinking, you know, I'm going to succeed. This is what I want to do in the next two months. It will happen. And, you know, as you sleep, your brain just keeps on with those positive thoughts. And, and like Amy said, we're just 
you have to protect your energy and make sure that, you know, your brain and your head, it's in the right spot. Exactly. I don't know what it was called. I forget what it was, but it was a book or a podcast that I listened to a while back. And this just may help y'all if you're trying to get out of that same train of thought too. Um, It said, start the day off with a pocket full of pennies or a pocket full of marbles or rocks or whatever. And every time that you think a negative thought, move a rock or a marble over to the other pocket and see how fast it fills up. Um, And then you can see like where your thoughts are really going. And then if you want to, you can go into like judgment, like because judgmental thoughts take over to or comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. Any, any negative thought you can, you can kind of analyze it and see where it's taking you. And I did that one day and I had like a full pocket before nine o'clock. I was like, Oh, I better quit complaining. And (laughs) life really changed, like literally changed for me. And so I'm happy that we have the people that we have And I love everything about your mindset. And I love that our next guest talks about that. And she talks about the mindset around food. It's not just about, you know, get on this diet and feel better. There's more to it. And it's deeper than that. And I absolutely love the way that she looks at this and helps her clients. Me too. And it's it's not about dieting with her, you know, and I think that, so much of the world and, you know, especially like young girls. I remember, you know, when I was younger and even like high school, college, like skinny is best, you know, like if you start to gain weight, diet. And I, that's just not how the world works anymore. Um, she really promotes just being healthy and listening to your body. And I just can't wait for you guys to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that every girl, every woman, and you know what? Men, if y'all are listening to whatever it is that you identify with, um, learn to love yourself and listen to your body. And I really hope that this episode inspires you to do that. And if you're confused about it or you're having a hard time with it, you know, reach out to Nicolette because she has just a wealth and abundance of information. And I'm just ready to listen to this episode. What about you, Amanda? Let's do it. Let's jump right in. Okay, Nicolette Renata, thank you so much for joining us today. You know, what you do is so, so inspirational. And Amy and I, you know, when we first met you, we were both so drawn to your energy. You're so positive. And, you know, we always hear that, be the light you wish to see in the world. And, girl, you are a shining example of that. So if you would, please, you know, just kind of fill us in a little bit about your business and sort of just why your mission is so important to you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that, and and thank you for having me be a part of your work. I really do appreciate being here. And to summarize my business concisely, I would say that my work is, is in supporting women who are struggling with an unhealthy relationship with food using a mind, body, and a spiritual approach. And the reason why I do this work and why it is important to me is because of many reasons. I'll try to summarize it as best I can, but one, I saw an extreme need for support in all aspects of us as humans. Uh, We are multidimensional beings, and to eliminate uh, our spiritual side, our minds, and just focus on our bodies then we're missing something massive. And when it comes to the field of nutrition, 
it really overlaps with the diet industry. And the diet industry is a $72 billion business. And unfortunately, there's a lot of confusing and conflicting and manipulative information that is put out there and it's really targeted towards women. So my passion is to support women in healing from this because, you know, we tend to develop an unhealthy narrative about ourselves, our bodies, and food from a very early age and even in elementary school. The diet industry really teaches us to reject ourselves as we are and we're only okay if we're skinnier or smaller and then we'll be more attractive and it's just so dysfunctional. So I wholeheartedly reject this. I had my own personal experience with diet mentality for a long way, long time, and I, I really found my way out of it. So my passion is to support women in awakening to a greater sense of confidence in themselves and possibility and freeing up their energy so they're able to live a life with more purpose and more passion and freedom. And, you know, it's just my part in contributing to trying to make the world a better place and in hopes that we're all living our optimal life. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. I know. Oh, my gosh. I've heard it before, but it gave me chills just I know I say that all the time, time. but it does. So I know. (laughs) And there's so much that goes into that. But I know that you have a very long history with psychology. And so you must have learned some tips and tricks that, you know, you kind of use, you know, because there's so much that goes into it. But how does psychology come into play? And um, tell us a little bit about your background in that and how you use it for, for good. Oh, sure. I have always been drawn to psychology ever since I was in high school and I learned about it and I thought, wow, this is fascinating. It's it's just essentially the study of the human mind and human behavior. And I always want to know why do we do the things that we do? You know, why do we make certain decisions? And And, you know, that is incorporated in all aspects of all of our lives, right? We're always confronting ourselves, our beliefs, our thoughts, our feelings about things, and it affects our behavior and and choices that we make and therefore experiences that we have in life. So my undergraduate degree is in psychology. My graduate degree is in integrative health and healing, and I use both. I really tap into a variety of healing modalities. And I want to distinguish, too, that I'm not a therapist. I'm a coach. And what that means is I, I partner up with my clients and I meet them where they are, you know, finding out what their experience has been uh, and support them right there with them, holding their hand in a sense, you know, based on their specific history, their food story, their challenges, the goals that they have. And everybody's story is, is very unique. So my approach is, is about learning how to land in our bodies, in our experiences, and accepting what has happened in the past in order to gain the wisdom and the uh, insight into how to live optimally going forward. And so psychology plays an extensive role in this, but it's also combined with a lot of other aspects of shifting behavior. Man, I can't imagine the transformation that your clients go through. It's just, it's mind-blowing, but it's, I mean, it's so comforting to know that you're doing this for everybody. 
Um, you had mentioned to us that your son had asthma, and that's kind of what kick-started you into this field. Um, mm-hmm. What did you kind of find out in the beginning that got you concerned about it? Oh, well, there was a lot. Uh, you know, one, I have to say, it was it was very scary. And for anyone dealing with it, you know, with themselves personally or their children, my heart goes out. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very um, difficult condition to navigate. And I found out a lot of things I didn't really want to have to to deal with regards to side effects on, on the medication. And I'm not into over-medicating. I, I really am very much a minimalist when it comes to medication. I believe there's a time yeah. and a place for it, and sometimes it's absolutely essential and necessary. Uh, but the pharmaceutical industry is just the whole vibe <laughs> that I really you know, <laughs> don't resonate with in in every single context. I do believe in taking control of our health ourselves and not sort of, uh, you know, delegating our health to others. So, uh, you know, when I was just doing some research on the medication and finding out some of the side effects of the medication that my son was given, it just was, you know, very scary. And on top of it, he did actually have a bad allergic reaction to one of the medications that he was given. I did fill the prescriptions, um, you know, but dove deep into wanting to find out how we can get past this, how we can heal, how we can alleviate some of the, the challenges or, you know, just the, the the intensity of what he was going through. Um, so he he got some facial swelling from one of the medications, and you know, looking into some of the other side effects were were pretty significant. And and one of them specifically was they could influence behavior, uh, you know, can make children very very irritable. And my son was a uh, a very spirited <laughs> young boy, and very intense personality. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know. Uh, it's already challenging right now, um, you know. Yeah. But I, I wanted to, I wanted to support his body as the best as I could, and and I knew that if we started just exploring different alternatives, that there had to be a way. It just was very, very intense, and it felt very intuitive about this process that there had to be a way to to help him and support him in healing. Oh my God, that is terrifying. Just being a you know a mama myself and yes. Amy too, we cannot oh imagine God. having to go through that and see that happening to your your little kid. You know that's that's terrifying. But so mm-hmm. along those same lines, Nicolette, what tips do you have for you know like new mamas like myself or Amy or everybody who's listening or even just new parents in general who want kind of a natural alternative to medicine? Like what tips do you have for that? Oh boy. So it's, <laughs> it's a very, it was a really extensive course of action that we took over two years. So it's really difficult to simplify. Yet, um, you know, I can, I can think of some of the things that we did that were certainly helpful, but with everything, there's risks involved. You know, it's, it's so important to be sure. really careful when exploring alternatives. And, and like I said, I did fill this prescription for him. Actually, there were three that he was given. And and I think it's important to have that on hand. You know, there's no shame in this. I'm all for exploring alternatives, yet 
you know, when it comes to something that's potentially life-threatening, you know, we, we need to have all bases covered. So no shame in, in filling those prescriptions and having it there. But sure. I do recommend working with a naturopath, you know, somebody who can work with different, uh, you know, aspects of the human system and, and can, can support the parents, um, I, I spoke extensively with practitioners, chiropractors, acupuncturists, um, and, you know, homeopathic practitioners as well. And, and basically, it's, it was sort of a three-tiered approach. It was, you know, an environmental approach, a body approach, and a mind approach also uh, with my son. And, you know, there's, there's clues and there's triggers. And, you know, I think finding out what those triggers are, doing the allergy test, finding out, you know, what foods or environmental triggers there would be. Uh, I, I believe that when it comes to chronic conditions, it's often connected to chronic behaviors. You know, so what are we doing on a daily basis that's impacting us, that our system is reacting to? And, you know, one of the things that we do on a, a daily basis is eat. <laughs> We're eating food. So, you know, we want to, you know, of course, see how healthy we can be, how c clean, essentially, how many fruits and vegetables are we eating. That should be, you know, one of those things that we're, you know, intending on doing every single day. The body needs the nutrients to help eliminate, you know, toxins from the body. And we need to get rid of the fast food and, you know, heavily processed foods and dairy. You know, that would be starting ground but yeah on a side on a side note you know i want to mention too that it is really truly such a privilege to have this conversation about choices and what we're eating you know wanting to eat uh, the fresh fruits and vegetables and having the options for even doing that since humans around the world were impacted so much with food insecurity and oppression and environmental racism and you know this isn't an option for everyone you know, so I, I, I can't have the conversation sure. about how do we get beyond sort of without, you know, acknowledging what so many people are dealing with now in lower income communities where grocery stores are few and far in between. You know, there's cheap fast food is everywhere. And we also right. can't have a conversation about wellness and healing journeys without mentioning the priv privilege and luxury of even being able to see you know, different practitioners and go through some of these methods that I'll, I'll share. So I, I call forward and, and I ask individuals to to step into action, you know, find a way to serve oppressed communities, have, you know, we've all been devastated in, in various ways by racism and white supremacy. And, and now is truly the time to to support others in ways that you we can, you know, by donating time, energy, money, spreading awareness, supporting food pantries, holding food drives, you know, whatever it is that we can do when it comes to wellness, you know, there's a we in wellness and it really is truly about communities. You know, it's it's a it's such a blessing to be able to take care of ourselves and our immediate families, yet, you know, we're as well as our community is. So uh, that was just a side note, and I thank you for letting me, you know, <laughs> mention that because I, I do feel that it is very important when it comes to, you know, all of these conversations about he health and healing and wellness and, you know, and nutrition. Um, but as far as other specific changes in regards to what we can do 
to be more natural in terms of treatment, I, I made a lot of changes in the home. You know, you can remove rugs, scented candles, incense, things like that, that you might be using cleaning products that are harsh irritants for the lungs. Um, there are so many things that we're exposed to that can, for very sensitive bodies, and often I feel like, you know, sensitive souls, sensitive emotional people, sensitive physical, it, it's all sort of connected. And, you know, we, when we're using certain products or eating certain foods, it does tend to have an overall accumulation of toxicity in the body. And that can just be one of the ways the lungs are constantly expelling, right? And they're trying to expel toxins. That's one of the ways that we can uh, get rid of toxins in our bodies is through the lungs. So, you know, identifying those triggers as they're stress, you know, is it in the house, is, is there smoke, dust, pets, what, what could possibly be irritating the lungs? There's also, of course, as I mentioned already, chiropractic care, acupuncture, halo therapy, and uh, yoga. There's a lot of yoga poses that we can do to support asthma, healing it from asthma. I actually use affirmations with my son also, and I don't remember the exact ones that we used, but it, it's the, you know, mind-body soul environment mm-hmm. connection and of course spending time outdoors and supplements you know these are all really um, helpful essential oils we did so many things and again it was you know it was two years worth of of um, you know uh, practices that we were doing but you know I wish everybody to be able to have the opportunity to do that and to achieve you know some kind of a you know greater balance and health Oh my gosh, so much to say about that. Uh, for one, yeah. I I love that you mentioned, you know, the breakdown and and how there there are limitations for so many. And I can see a, a major shift happening in society and I truly think that it starts with conversations like these and I'm so happy as well that we have this moment in time to really talk about it and and shifting the way that we think about things and and being open to alternative ways of looking at things and approaching things. And I think the next generation is going to benefit from that shift. I hope so. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're, we're all doing our part in trying to implement those shifts. And really and truly, I mean, you're just doing so many big things because you're teaching you're teaching everybody about those shifts, right? You're teaching them about the shifts in their mindset and shifts in the in the decisions that they're making, and that's gonna that's gonna touch other generations, and and that's amazing. Um, I love 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 the way that you have such an open mind and the way that you look at things. That's honestly just amazing. So, what are what are some of the things that you learned along your journey that you teach clients um, and that, you know, maybe were hard for you, hard hard choices or hard new decisions or new shifts that were hard for you to implement into your own life but that you teach now? This is a, a really good question. And, um, you know, I think probably one of the most challenging parts is for everybody, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> so... You know, the way that we can really begin to to connect with the things that are going to support us is by presence. You know, it's we live in such a distracted kind of a culture that, 
it draws our attention out of everything, out of our conversations, out of our meals, out of driving, out of, um, you know, just participating fully in life. And, and I found, you know, after this process, and this is the process I always want to support my clients on, is the process of awakening, you know, and it's awakening to different aspects of ourselves. And the more that we practice presence, is the more that we awaken to different things. And that was one of the things I didn't know that I wasn't present a lot of the time. I didn't know I wasn't present with my meals. I didn't know I wasn't really truly showing up embodied and and centered and grounded in my own core. And therefore, that affected every other area of my life. And with everybody, right, the more that we learn to embody, the more that we learn to find what is our core, who am I? You know, when we're asking these deep and powerful questions of ourselves, who am I? What am I doing here? You know, and we're really starting to connect to ourselves as as a spiritual being, you know, having a human experience. I find that this this idea, you know, this questioning, this presence, this learning to embody ourselves is is the most impactful, but it is often the one for most people that they're unaware of what they're unaware of. <laughs> and, you know, and learning how to just land here now, you know, be here now. The more that we're, we're harnessing our attention and we're not siphoning out to all of these external sort of, uh, you know, objects, distractions, whatever they might be, the greater our awareness is you know, the greater our self-awareness will be. And then everything begins to fall into place. It's, you know, then from this place of presence, we're able to practice more introspection, more metacognition, being aware of our, our thoughts, you know, and then we can choose to approach it in different ways. It's, this is about creating space. And I often say this, you know, there's so much space that we are able to create before our you know, action before our behaviors. And, and we can really harness the, the desires of our heart. What do we want to feel? How do we want to show up in this life as opposed to just kind of being this like automated, you know, person that just is living their life based on their past experiences. When we're practicing presence, we can become more compassionate. We can choose, you know, non-judgment. We can choose humor and bringing that into our, our life, our meals, you know, slowing down is, is really essential. So I find that everybody is different. You know, my experience is going to be so different from someone else's. Some people struggle with presence and some people struggle with just beating themselves up after they have a piece of cake <laughs> you know it's, it's really <laughs> important <laughs> it's important to learn dialectical thinking that there can be a situation and multiple things can be true one of the, the sayings I, I say a lot with my clients is no matter how thin you slice a piece of paper there's always two sides to it you know it's it's I can be on a healing journey and I might make some unwise food decisions too. It's both are true, you know, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Our feelings are valid and, you know, we can learn how to witness them, change them if they don't serve us. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Nicola, that's so oh powerful. Um, it's so impactful and it's so powerful. 
um, you know, to be here and now and in this place now, it's something that I think that we should all start practicing more, whether it's, you know, with our kids or our spouses or just ourselves, like our being, you know, and envisioning yourself in a particular place of life, that's powerful. Um, changing a, your way of thinking, that's powerful. And it's not something that people think about, you know, on the daily. So just you speaking that and kind of getting people in that mindset. Um, thank you for sharing that. You know, so many women, we think even, you kind of mentioned it in the beginning, at a young age, middle school, you know, they're kind of taught that food is bad. You know, it's going to make you gain weight. Is You know, if you eat protein and lift heavy weights, you're going to bulk up, um, that mm-hmm. you, you know, have to diet and lose weight. So addressing that mindset, even with young girls, has to be a big part of what you do. Um, how do you, I mean, what's the first step in addressing that with, you know, either middle school age girls and above? How do you address that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's about awareness, right? It, it's about knowledge and letting even young girls know what is actually going on out there. What is the diet industry doing? What are the motives? You know, why are we being spoon-fed these ideas that skinny or small equals attractive or pretty? Why? Right. You know, I, I, I invite everybody, you know, regardless of our age, if you're, you know, identifying female, then why do we think that this information is being pumped out into media constantly. And then we see the people who are buying so heavily into it and they're reinforcing this message that really, you know, what is the reasoning? I I, I invite everybody to look into themselves. Why do they want to be thinner? You know, why do they want their bodies to be different? And, And there's no shame in wanting to you know, become fitter. I don't ever want to promote this sense that, hey, if we want to lose five pounds or 50 pounds, that there's something wrong with us. You know, there isn't. We yeah. we live in these bodies. They're ours. You know, we have every single right to decide how we want our bodies to to feel. And my question is, is it coming from a place of love or is it coming from a place of fear? You know, we doing this to feel better, sure. to feel more energized, to feel lighter, to feel stronger, as opposed to I'll be seen more attractive if I'm skinny. You know, there's two very different kinds of energy. So, you know, diet diets fail. 98% of diets fail. And there's a difference in between choosing a diet or, you know, choosing a lasting commitment to a healthy lifestyle. So knowledge is power, and the more individuals are learning and they're slowing down and they're paying attention, you know, and realizing that diets actually do more harm than good. You know, I I would always advise anyone to, to avoid eating in a way that is not sustainable for life. You know, hence it's a lifestyle mm-hmm. choice, right? So, you know, if if we're getting sucked into this idea that's like, I shouldn't eat a carbohydrate because that's terrible and that will make right. me gain weight. Number one, number one, that's just not true. And number two, is that sustainable for life? You know, is that something that you're really willing to do for life? Because if not, if the answer is no, then it's still diet mentality. 
And and that's something that the more that we call it out, the more that we see it, the more that we become unavailable for it, you know, unavailable for toxic conversations with, you know, oh, my gosh, I just gained so much weight and I feel so blah, 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 blah. And, you know, mm-hmm. women, we do this sometimes and we're doing this as community and we're doing this as connection. And, and there's nothing wrong with that up until a point, right? If it just becomes my identity that I'm always sort of, you know, going to choose to be displeased about myself or putting myself down, then that's, you know, obviously it's not serving you. It's not serving us to think that way. So, you know, becoming unavailable for those kinds of comments and, and unavailable for that, you know, noticing what's going on in the media and, you know, seeing the ads and seeing all the messages that are being put out there to us it's a form of manipulation in a way. It's for profit, right? The $72 billion industry, <laughs> it's, you know, that's diet pills and shakes and, you know, even surgery. Right. That's, that's all of that. So, you know, it really is about creating awareness and supporting, you know, young women, women of any age into harnessing our power, taking back power and not willing to be, you know, oppressed by a patriarchal paradigm that's really about profit. It's not about our health and wellness. And we can absolutely harness our own health and and feel empowered by doing that and not that I'm doing this, you know, from a place of fear because I'm going to get rejected on some level. It's because I love myself so much that I want to, you know, be the optimal version of myself physically, right? It's a very different kind of energy with those two. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. It, it's sad because, you know, a lot of sins and doctors and everything um, that we that we seek when we have an issue or when we need to see a change or feel a change, it's just a business, you know, and I, there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a business and all that. Obviously, Amanda and I are in, you know, health and wellness as well, and we, we love to be able to give women those tools. Mm-hmm. But it's more about, like you said, like just changing the energy and, and really mm-hmm. looking towards loving yourself. And a lot of that has to do with empowering yourself. And mm-hmm. I loved how you talked about that in our first conversation. I think it's a foreign concept to a lot of women. It was to me for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so where would you recommend, you know, other than calling you, because we want everybody to call you, right? We want you to, you know, put an <laughs> with Nicolette. Um, where would you recommend that we look to as far as resources and, and learning how to be more in control of our lives and, and really work on that shift? Mm. Yeah, um, great question. And and I truly believe in this quote, and I, I wish that I knew exactly who to give credit to, and I don't, but the quote is, you are your own guru. Everyone around you is a mirror to help you look deeper within yourself. And so my goal is always to support individuals in in harnessing their own innate wisdom and intelligence, right? There's, um, you know, I, I couldn't actually recommend in good faith, like, here's a book, go read this, and this is going to change your life, <laughs> right? Because that can end up setting so many people up for failure because they think, hey, that's books, by the way, you know, are part of the diet industry as well, that, um, you know, if I don't do this correctly, then something is wrong with me. And the truth is, is that there's nothing wrong with any of us, you know, who are on this journey of, of healing our relationship with food. 
Um, my my resource would probably be seen as somewhat unconventional, you know, in a way that I would say, you know, first just breathe. Just breathe. Connect to your breath. You know, when we can start to harness more consciousness with something as simple as our breath, you know, it will help us land in different ways and we'll be able to practice the presence in that way, become more aware of our thoughts and our patterns. And, you know, from this place, we're going to to open up. You know, this is about expansion. This journey is about expansion and we have to take control. And it's, you know, if I say to my clients, you know, I can take you to the door, but you're the one that has to open it and go through, right? It, it is about what we are doing for ourselves. So it's it's about empowering individuals to do this on their own in certain areas, you know, breathing and setting intentions, you know, setting the language that we use to ourselves, whether it's our, our thoughts or what we're actually speaking out is so so valuable and important and you know instead of saying things like you know that are sort of diminishing our power like i hope you know and i wish and i want no let's switch this to i intend to i am willing to or i am open to and doors start to open for us in this way you know we then will be drawn to things when we have intentions on healing our relationship with food intentions on being healthier intentions on treating our bodies beautifully intentions on up leveling our self-care the universe will start to put things in our path you know the books that are right for us online articles uh, even posts you know you come across practitioners you know that can resonate and awaken parts of us you know if we have a vision of ourselves of who we want to be and we see it and we feel it and we connect to it, we draw this to us because everybody has the ability to do this. Everybody has the power to do this. It's just we're not always aware of this, you know. And, you know, something I think is is super important, you know, in a long-winded answer is that it's so important that we connect to a higher power also. You know, one of the things most associated with spontaneous, miraculous healing is is connecting to something that's greater than us, something that's bigger than us. And whether we can see it or not, we're all, you know, spiritual beings. And so when we can kind of connect to this greater force, whether it's just nature, love, God, universe, whatever you want to see it as, connecting to that, and we can bring about healing that isn't just on a physical level. Um but seeking support is it is important, you know, whether it's partnering up with a friend or family member and getting on this journey, um, you know, hiring mental health practitioners, providers, going to therapy, any coach, you know, through the Institute for the Psychology of Eating, there are coaches all over the world who, you know, can support people in this process also. Um, you know, it's it's an important journey, right? And there's so much wisdom to be gained from having a struggle with our relationship with food that it, it is truly a beautiful thing to just land here now and just get okay with right now because we connect further and faster and quicker to our goals when we truly slow down and we just land in the moment. So, um yeah, I know it's it's sort of like not the traditional kind of an answer to say, hey, watch this movie. Um, you know, I say embody and you're going to start to draw things to you 
whether it is, you know, movies or books, there's so many different, there's so many resources. I mean, we have the internet <laughs> that can, they, they, anybody's searching for healing their relationship with food, things will pop up, but I want it to pop up organically for anybody who's listening to, to draw to them what is most powerful. Getting recommendations isn't always the most, you know, ideal way. Sure. Oh, yeah. So look at, look within yourself. When you look within yourself and you seek those answers, the, the right answers come to you. They do come. And I do believe in taking inspired action, right? But first, initially, it's, you know, just land here. I may not be totally thrilled with where I am in life, you know, with my body, with my relationship with food. Let me just be okay with it for a moment and let me start figuring out, how do I seek this? How do I heal my relationship with food? If we're typing it in, there's there's books. I know one of my teachers, Mark David, um, The Slow Down Diet. This is one particular book that, you know, I, I think is wonderful. And, you know, there, there's a lot of them out there. And people will draw, once they start taking that inspired action, they will see the things. There's, you know, different movies out there on Netflix. If, you you know, you're looking at, health series there's so many of them and people can absolutely start to see things and find things and that resonate with them i love that so much oh my gosh me too and you know nicolette i can say that amy and i you know we're all about that mind body skin connection so this this really resonates with both of us so much and i feel like i know amy well enough that i can speak for her and say that (laughs) but thank you so much for being here um we took so much away from this. We know that our listeners will as well. Can you kind of just fill everybody in on where we can find you on social media or online um, if anybody would want to schedule a meeting with you? Sure. Um, and thank you so much for, for having me too. Um, on Instagram, I'm under Nicolette's Mirror. And Facebook, I'm under Health Immersion. Um, I can always be emailed info at healthimmersion.com. Awesome. And we will be posting that for you guys, too. We would love to post a few of your, you know, you were talking about the helpful yoga poses for asthma or your daily affirmations that we, we that you would use. Um, we would love to post mm-hmm. some of those on our social media pages as well. So if you want to throw some of those at us, we would love to post those on your behalf. Absolutely. I certainly will. Awesome. awesome. Amy, do you have well, anything else? No, I was just going to tell her thank you again. I, I, you spoke for me, but I'm just going to throw this out there again that I love everything about the way you, you teach Nicolette and coach. And I know that anybody that reaches out to you is going to have a, a big blessing, um, just from talking with you. So thank you again and you have a great, uh, great day. Okay. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye, Nicolette. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow. Again, what an amazing episode. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's just, I feel like our episodes are just, every single week, they're just so mind-blowing. Such good information. Yes, they just keep getting better and better. Listen, if y'all are listening on uh, iTunes or Google Play, please, please, please give us a review. If you've loved what you've heard already, we cannot thank you enough for listening Um, And if you can, just take a minute to review us and then make sure to go follow Nicolette because she posts some amazing things on her social media. You can find her on Facebook at Health Immersion. That's her page name. And then you can find her on Instagram at Nicolette's Mirror. So we'll post that on the Instagram page. But 
thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you were inspired today. Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. And guys, make sure to follow us too on social media um, at Temple Skirt Society. Um, and then if you want to, uh, we each have individual pages as well where we give you some juicy little tidbits throughout the day. Um, we are at the Amy Bolding and at AJ underscore explores it. We would love to hear from you. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, be sure to give us a, a shout out also. So we're your hosts, guys. We're Amy and Amanda. We'll catch you next week. Remember, as always, a good podcast should be like a woman's skirt, long enough to cover the subject, but short enough to create interest. Bye, y'all.